Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a podcast where we bring leaders from different domains in technology, product, sales, marketing, finance, etc. to share their insights in how to build and scale great companies. I'm Vani Kola, Managing Director of Kalari Capital and your host. Welcome everyone. This is the Kalari Behind the Scenes episode with Harish Bajur. Harish is a brand thinker and practitioner who runs his own consulting firm. He has spent his career with FMCG, telecom and consumer companies. And he's a great thinker who thinks ahead of the consumer curve. And today he shares his insights and learnings with us. Harish, thank you so much for joining in this episode of uh, Kalari Capital's Behind the Scenes podcast. I appreciate you taking your time to share insights and learnings with uh, young founders and entrepreneurs and everyone out there. My pleasure, Vani, to be here with you. So Harish, you are a brand guru and an expert. I have a question for you. As we see this uh, unlocking of India, unlocking of Bharat, if you will, is branding, how much of branding rather is local and how much of it cuts across all segments and could really become universal? How should young companies think about branding? Okay, um, I, uh, my feel is that, you know, as India grows, uh, as India becomes bigger in terms of the potential it offers, new businesses, new ideas, new thoughts, uh, I think, you know, uh, branding is a universal format. Uh, branding works in the big cities, it works in the metros, in the mini metros, and it works beautifully in our villages. Uh, Because some of the tech products, which we think are tech products, are actually reaching out to the villages already. Uh, Some of the products which need a seamless uh, delivery platform, such as mobile telephony or internet connectivity, they touch our villages very intrinsically. And uh, Facebook is a classic example. Google is a classic example. And uh, wherever you go, there's ubiquity of reach. And therefore, I do believe branding and the purpose of branding uh, can touch a large number of people all across India, not only the eight big metros, the 42 big uh, 1 million plus towns, but the 643,700 villages uh, that dot this country. You know, in today's world, ideas are very quickly copied. Brands go uh, positive or negative, uh, go viral uh, very uh, quickly. But for young companies who feel that they don't have the budgets, right? When should they start thinking about their brand from uh, in their life cycle? And how can they accelerate the building of their brand communication? Okay, Uh, I must start right with the basics, you know, because I have a definition uh, of a brand, uh, which is slightly different from the definitions all of us have learned in our management schools. What is a brand? For me, uh, you know, when people ask me, what is a brand? I simply say the brand is a thought, a thought. And then they ask me, what else? And I say nothing more than that. The brand is a thought, a thought that lives in a person's mind. And that is the simplicity of a brand. It's just a thought, a very powerful thought, a strong thought that lives in a person's mind. But that is only its simplicity. The complexity of the brand name is the fact that as many minds as there are in a market, the brand lives in each of those minds. So what is branding for me? Branding 
is the common understanding of one common thought by all those minds in the market. Now, that's a very difficult thing to achieve. A new person who enters the market, a startup with either a product or a service, should you look at branding right from then? If that is the question, my idea is yes, you must. Uh, because please note that at the end of it all, at the end of the product development cycle, at the end of sorting out all the bugs there are, when you actually put out the product in the market, it becomes a service. And that service is what is being consumed uh, by people. And when a person consumes that service, he or she calls it a particular brand name. And that brand name is important. So what you actually, a brand is what you sell. And a brand is what sells. That's it. You sell a brand and it is the brand reputation that gets you to sell more. So branding, invest in it right from the beginning because this is what you can monetize at a later point of time. How should founders think about personal brand, company brand and product brand? Vani, I think that's a good question because um, if you really look at uh, founders and co-founders who put companies together, it's extremely critical for each one of them to invest in personal branding. Uh, it's important because, you know, uh, it is this image of theirs and it is this uh, resonance which they bring to the party, uh, which is going to, uh, you know, make pathways for them in the world of investors, for instance, in the world of consumers eventually. So I think it's very important to be focused on personal branding. However, when I talk personal branding, I keep saying, you know, it's very important to be who you are. Uh, a lot of people, you know, go to agencies and say that put a personal branding profile for me. Never do that. Please tell the agency, this is who I am. And please ensure that around that is woven the personal brand identity of that individual. Uh, I keep telling them, uh, people who come to me to say that if you're a wolf, please behave like a wolf. Don't pretend that you're a wolf in sheep's clothing because wolves are loved as well in the world. So please don't put together a show for others to look at you as a different human being. Be who you are. If you really ask me, the key question is uh, what's in the name? You know, it's this Shakespearean question, the typical one. I do believe... Uh, it cuts both ways. There's nothing in a name. And then there's everything in a name. Take, for instance, uh, the story uh, from Cafe Coffee Day. And uh, let's talk about Siddhartha. When Siddhartha sat down long, many decades ago to actually put together a brand name for the company which he was about to float as a startup, because that is a coffee startup. Uh, he said uh, he took together, put together names, you know, and then uh, I still remember him. Uh, discussing names with me at that point of time. And then I also did give him uh, some suggestions. But at that point of time, one maverick thought hit him. And he said, hey, listen, Harish, why not call it ABC Company? And that's exactly what he did. He called it the Amalgamated Bean Coffee Trading Company Limited. Okay, ABC, Amalgamated Bean Coffee Trading Company Limited. This name was retrofitted, by the way. It was not thought of at all. It was retrofitted. And guess what? He floated the company as that. And he started off and did very well. Then came a point of time when the company had to be front-ended. Now, this is a back-ended company name. And with a back-ended company name, you can get away with anything. The front-ended company name is really, you know, when he wanted to open cafes. At that point of time, he needed a brand name. 
So again, a reasonably generic brand name put together called Cafe Coffee Day, which got abbreviated to CCD by a lot of people uh, who are in a hurry. People typically call it CCD. They don't even think of Cafe Coffee Day. Then came a time when the company was going public. And at that point of time, Siddharth put together something called Coffee Day Enterprises. So if you really look at it, different needs at different points of time need a different name to come to the fore. But can you get away with ABC? Could Cafe Coffee Day be just as good today with just a name called ABC Coffee uh, or Cafe? I think it could. So what's in a brand name? Nothing and everything. But for startups, I typically would encourage them to put invest in a good brand name. You know, a brand name that's memorable, a brand name that's shot, the, a brand name that's crisp. Because please remember, at the end of the day, a brand is a spine, a spinal cord around which everything else falls together. And this spinal cord is what will hold you in good stead in the future. Building a brand costs money. Uh, we don't have a large advertising budget. So yeah. since a young entrepreneur who comes to you, yeah. your answer. Well, uh, I would put it this way, and I'm going to be cheeky on this one. Uh, if you don't have money, uh, do you have time? Because let's look at it this way. If you don't have money to build a brand name, you can still build a brand name over time. The point is this, that there are two currencies in our lives today. A currency one is money, which all of us know. Currency two is time. Now it looks like time is a more important currency than money because money can be topped up. Money can be earned and topped up. Money can be, you can get 10 investors to bring in money, but time, can you top up time? We can't because we can't go to a top-up shop and say, hey, I'm, I've lost two years of my life. Can you top it up? And therefore, time is of a sense. If time is of a sense, you might have to spend money. However, if time is not of such big a sense, over a long period of time, you can build a brand name. I have a theory which simply says that there is a concept called top-down branding. And top-down branding is when a Colgate typically spends about 350 crores of rupees every year, and puts advertising together and tells everybody Colgate washes whitest or cleans your teeth the brightest. That's a way of building a brand, top down. Then there is another kind of branding, which is bottom-up branding. And bottom-up branding is where you don't spend money, but you spend a lot of time in putting energy into the focus of what your brand is all about. So my classic example, whenever somebody asks me, give me one example of a big brand, global brand built bottom-up. I typically take the name Mahatma Gandhi. Gandhiji invested in a whole series of events. And, you know, I've written a paper on Mahatma Gandhi, which you can pick off my Twitter handle, wherein I have looked at 13 different ways of branding, which the Mahatma used, not consciously, but unconsciously in building up the brand. Mahatma Gandhi, you know, charkha, the device, you know, non-violence, the key principal thoughts of his movement, the Dandi Salt Yatra, the entire event, which and, you know, captured the minds of Indians for a long period of time. Non-violence, Satyagraha, I can go on on that. If you really look at it, this happened over a period of time. Mahatma Gandhi, the brand got built 
over a series of years. And this brand, incidentally, is more robust and a brand that cannot be shaken too easily, fundamentally, because it was built bottom up by the actions of the brand. So as a startup, you can either build your brand image by your actions in the market and by the traction that your product and service gets. The kind of word of, in the old days, I used to call it word of mouth. Now I call it word of digital. Word of digital is equal to word of mouth. Word of digital buildup, that's bottom-up building. Then the top-down is really to take these big full-page ads and say that, you know, I'm here. Now, both tend to work. And at times, a cusp of the two tends to work as well. And the cusp of the two does not cost as much as only top-down advertising. So even if you don't have money, I think you can put together a brand proposition. In fact, I'm working on one. I can tell you a little story without taking the name of the brand yeah. uh, for obvious reasons. It's a tech product. It's a tech product in telecom space. Essentially, this is a product which actually, you know, can captivate the minds of people. But the point is, a product is too small. The product is niche within the telecom space. Now, how can you jump out of that space? So we are thinking of saying that, hey, if you attach yourself to a cause which is much larger than the product space, a cause which is much larger than all of telecom space, a cause that is much larger than anything that the country has seen, you can hitch your wagon to a star. And that is possibly a third way of building a brand, a subliminal way of building a brand, bottom up, but again with less money, but with a great degree of public attention. Harish, you have done a lot of um, research and you have spoken a lot about sort of the rural opportunity, the rural consumers, um, the Bharat that everybody is talking about, the 400 to 600 million um, uh, Indian consumers coming into the digital world and embracing it actively. So as a uh, startups and technology companies, how should they think about connecting to this audience with products and uh, services? And how do you see this opportunity manifest uh, in India and uh, impact uh, um, you know, both the digital India and the digital economy? Vani, if you look at it, uh, you know, this is a huge opportunity. And you brought up a very relevant point about saying that rural and Bharat is the big, big opportunity out there. I believe the urban market opportunity has largely been plucked. And okay, there are still some low-hanging fruit which you can pluck, but the uh, higher-hanging fruit are unreachable at this point of time. Therefore, if you want to enter into rural markets, one of the biggest, biggest ways of looking at it is the fact that you must understand who the rural person is, who this rural persona is, what his needs are, what his wants are, and what are his desires and aspirations. I typically uh, personify a rural person to be one who is in the needs and wants market. He, she, and they are not in the desires and aspirations market at all. They're in the needs and wants market. And therefore, it's extremely important to weave different stories when you reach to rural people. It, all stories need to be needs and wants oriented. Yes, you can make them very snazzy, look nice, but don't talk about desires and aspirations. What is a needs and wants product? I mean, you know, if I take water, you know, uh, rail near, which sells on Indian railways for possibly 10 rupees a bottle, 
is a desire, is a need uh, product. Bistlery, which possibly sells at 20 rupees, is a you know, want product. But an avian is a desire product. A perrier is an aspiration product. So rural India is all about needs and wants. Let's look at them and let's offer them that. The second important thing to do is look at positioning. I consider myself to be a positioning snoop. What is it that I do? I simply enter into a company and I say that, hey, this is how you must position your brand for rural markets. And this is how you must position it for urban markets. Now, extremely important to understand that rural people have a different ethos, a different value system, a different way of emoting with people altogether. And it's important for us to emote with them at that level. I keep saying, you know, a lot of people tell me, hey, do you know the penetration of uh, audio, video formats, short format videos in rural markets? I tell them, yes, it's big. In Punjab, I have noticed an 83.7% penetration of TikTok when TikTok was around. That's big. That's really big. But then please understand, just because TikTok was available in all of rural Punjab, and just because they were watching urban lives very closely, don't think they like to live like urban people. No, they have different standards. I am like this only. And those urban people are like this only. So typically what a rural person does is on TikTok, Insta Reels, on every audio video short format uh, system that reaches out to them, they look at urban people as if they're in an aquarium. They're watching urban people living their lives as if in an aquarium. And they love it. They love all the allure that is thrown at them. But they say, yeah, that is the way they are. This is the way I am. And this is the way I will be. So it would be wrong for a product developer or a service developer to say that I will advertise in the same common manner to rural area and get away with the murder that I'm going to create. No, different strokes for different people and study these people closely and get into the positioning aspects that are very, very, very important. Now, this is fantastic. Uh, appreciate all your advice. As we close, I want to ask you, um, Harish, what, is, what do you see that's fundamentally um, changing about the India opportunity? And uh, especially, I'm very excited about the many, many sort of uh, newer brands that are uh, emerging. Uh, and uh, I think uh, the consumer has a choice uh, today like never before. So how do you see this phase of what we are going through? Well, I am very excited about the big opportunity that Bharat offers today. You know, in terms of rural India, we're talking about 69.9% uh, of the population living there, uh, humongous degree of prosperity there, road networks reaching into rural areas like nobody's business, uh, all the allures of positive urban life reaching rural areas. Uh, for a developer, for a product developer, for a startup in product or services space, my advice would be, hey, listen, things have changed very, very dramatically today. To many an extent, we are going back to the basics. And what are the basics? The basics are the ability to see and the ability to hear are the basics. All of us are able to see something. All of us are able to hear something. Those two abilities today are superior in rural areas 
to the ability to read and write. Maybe there aren't too many people who can read a particular language, even their mother tongue, by the way. Maybe there aren't too many people who can actually write their mother tongue, other language. But everybody in that village and village cluster is able to see the visual message and is able to hear the audio message. So I'm saying reading and writing is dead. Ouch, it hurts me a lot because I love to read, I love to write. But reading and writing, it was so, so yesterday. Reading and writing was so, so 2020. And that is long many years ago for many of us. What is new is the audio and the visual. And therefore, I'm excited by anything, any medium that can dump down everything into the audio and visual uh, moment of understanding. Let's talk about Twitter and uh, let's talk about spaces. Twitter is supposed to be on beta mode with spaces, let's say, and spaces is going to hit the market soon. What is it? Hey, listen, many of these devices, say Insta Reels, everything appreciated much more. So the idea is this, that, um, you know, language is intrusive. In fact, the only language that's important today is the backend language, Phantom, C++, you know, let's leave those there. But the front-end languages, language is not important. Just like in the old days, we used to say geography is history uh, because of technology. I would say language is history uh, because of technology. Harish, thank you so much. And I hope that uh, um, you're okay with any entrepreneurs who have more questions to reach out to you. All the time. And, and they could reach out to me on my Twitter handle and I'll be glad to reply uh, within 24 hours.